Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know you have reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling, boxing, and combat sports podcast anywhere in the world. Whether you're listening on Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, or right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, you know you've reached the best. We're talking about the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. I am your host and founder, Sean Hubbard. What up, though? And we in the building with another big time episode. Listen, the world of professional wrestling is a buzz right now with everything that's going on, especially in WWE. We know AEW is killing it right now, doing some big time things. We know Impact is doing well. We're always thinking about New Japan and how good they're doing. We like what's going on in NWA. And once again, like I said, WWE is at the forefront with another controversial situation, this time surrounding Sasha Banks and Naomi and creative differences that they have been having with management. We're going to get into it tonight because I have some very strong opinions. I'm very upset about some things. Y'all know I'm a Sasha Banks fan. Y'all know I'm a Naomi fan. So I have a lot of things I got to say. But I got a special guest in the building. More like family. You know what I'm saying? And he's been on the show before. And he's really doing his thing. This brother's international, y'all. This dude's a big deal. So I'm really happy to have him on the show once again. He is the host of Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can hear him every Wednesday night with a super dope. Super amazing All Elite Wrestling Dynamite review show every Wednesday right after AEW goes off the air. Make sure you check him out. He is my brother and friend. Most definitely happy to have him in the building. It's your boy, Conrad Cushman. I'm going to introduce Conrad in just a few minutes to this show. We're going to bring him in. He's standing by. Conrad Cushman of EPW is in the building. But before we get into the Brax tax of tonight's show. Before we get into all the controversies surrounding Sasha Banks and Naomi and Vince and all the rumors and innuendos, first I got to introduce you to another friend of mine. You know, all my listeners know, that I do not have anything but the best on the Hubbard Wrestling League podcast. This is my show. I decide who comes on this show, and I only want the best. And this woman, who I'm about to introduce you guys to, to all my wrestling combat sports fans out there, is on that level. And she's what she's about to do, y'all, is about to revolutionize, feel me on this, revolutionize the dessert and ice cream industry. Did you hear what I just said? I said she's about to revolutionize the dessert and ice cream industry, similar to the way I have revolutionized the combat sports media industry with the hip-hop flavor, with the swagger, always giving honor to God first, having fun, doing my thing. And this is what this young lady's all about. Like, about, like I said, she's about to change the game as it relates to desserts and ice cream. And I'm going to introduce her right now. She's a good friend of mine. Been friends with her for almost a decade. It's crazy. Been having fun in the clubs when we was kids, bugging out. Now we're doing the entrepreneurial thing, growing up, doing our thing. So happy to have her on the show. Allow me to introduce to you Miss Ashley Marrero. She's going to talk to us about Kente Cones. You know I'm all about the culture, y'all. And I love what she's about to tell y'all. I heard about it before, before we went on the air. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it too. So once again, Ashley Morrell in the building. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yes, thank you for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, before we get into your stuff, I got to put you on the spot. And if the answer is no, it's okay. Are you a wrestling combat sports fan? Um, just in the audience. I like to watch. That's fair. So you're a fan. Okay. Yes. You, you may not be a connoisseur, but right. you are a fan. 
that's cool. But listen, I want to talk to you about what you are a connoisseur in, and that's what you're about to talk about to my listeners right now. So we got Conrad standing by. Everybody wants to hear about Sasha Banks and Naomi and the controversy in WWE. But we're going to talk about your stuff first, because I feel like my listeners should hear what you're talking about, because I think they're really going to like it. Talk to the people. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Ashley, here. And I'm super excited to introduce you all to Kente Combs. We are an upscale African and Afro-American inspired pop-up store. Okay. Next is, we have alcohol-infused ice cream. Mm. Okay. And we also have something for the vegans and the dairy-free folks as well. So we have something for everyone and the kids, of course. Okay. okay. Sounds good so far. Talk, talk some more. I'm interested. Yes, yes. So our ice cream is handmade in Brooklyn, New York, uh, with ingredients from local farms. And we also use select ingredients from Africa, mm. such as Ghanaian cocoa and our Ethiopian coffee. Ethiopian coffee. That sounds so interesting. So delicious. And baby, it will keep you up. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. You know I need that caffeine. Yes. <laughs> A little picker-upper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Also, our flavors are actually uniquely named after cultural phrases okay. and Afro-American leaders. So our wow. chocolate is our melanin madness. You know, I don't want to get too much into it. No, I like that. I like that. Yes, yes. I definitely need you all to follow us at Kente Cones NYC for updates and exclusive offers. And I hope y'all are ready for a royal ice cream experience. A royal ice cream experience. Talk your oh, talk, girl. Talk your talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm going to cut you off real quick because I want to make sure you know and all my listeners know that your information, your Instagram, and I'm, do you have a website? Um, So that is in the making. Okay, that's good. Putting final touches, but don't worry. It will be up and ready for y'all. So. That's cool. So listen, your social media, I want you to know and I want the fans to know that your social media information is going to be in the very information bio of this podcast episode. So all my listeners out there listening on Google Play, iTunes, Everywhere you find that description of the episode they're about to hear tonight, the Sasha Banks Naomi episode featuring Conrad Cushman, you can hear about Ashley Morell's business venture that's about to hit the stores, hit the waves. Where can they find you, though? I know they can find you on social media, but where can they find you in person? So, thing is here, we're operating in two phases. Mm-hmm. So, phase one, we're going to be at different pop-up shops, different food festivals, we're going to be very active this summer. Okay. Um, phase two is when we'll open up our flagship store. Now, wow. you want to tell you a little bit about the flagship store. Please do. It's going to operate as a speakeasy. Mm. Break it down. So the, talk front of the store will mm-hmm. be functioning as an ice cream parlor, the front. Mm-hmm. But in the back, they be behind a hidden door. It's a whole vibe, okay? What? That's what's up. That's phase two, though. Okay. Okay. So folks can find us at different pop-ups. We actually have one coming up this Sunday, the 22nd. You know what? I heard about that. You got something coming up in BK, right? That's right. Right in Red Hook. Yes. And it's a brunch event, too. So you can get some food, get some good vibes. Of course, I will so, yeah, we definitely need you guys to pull up. And all of the information is on our social media, which is kentecombsnyc.com. Not yes. .com, sorry. It's okay. That's cool. Listen, I love it. I love it. My fans love it, too. Listen, I want to let everybody know, man, the reason. every First of all, first of all, my fans know me. You know what I'm saying? And they know that I don't have anybody on my show 
who is not valid. You know what I'm trying to say? Everybody knows Sean, when it comes to Sean Hubbard, I'm about God, family, and my business. So I'm not having anybody on my show who's not valid. So I'm very happy to have had you. I know all my wrestling fans and boxing fans are waiting for the show to come up, but I felt like this was so important for you to be on here and tell the world who you are and what you're about to bring to the table. You know I have listeners in all 50 states and international, Ashley. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I wanted everybody to hear about your stuff. So once again, shout out your Instagram one more time. Yes, y'all can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Kente Combs, K-E-N-T-E, Combs with a C, C-O-N-E-S, N-Y-C. You can find us on all platforms, and all the information will be there, so we hope to see you. That's what's up. That's what's up. You heard it first right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Make sure you check out Kente Combs. Ashley, thank you for being on the show, girl. Thank you for having me. It's truly a pleasure. Thank you so much. Let's get it. So right now we're going to transition. You know what I'm saying? I got my boy Conrad standing by. We're about to talk about this Naomi and Sasha Banks situation, this disagreement they've been having with Vince McMahon. So I got Conrad standing by. My big homie Conrad representing EPW, the founder and president of EPW. I'm the founder and president of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. And we're about to get into this thing right now. Conrad, what's the vibe, bro? What's going on, everybody, man? Thank you, Sean, for having me on once again. I don't even know if you can call me a guest, really. I'm, I've been here before. More than a guest. I, I'm like exactly. a panelist now at this point, right? <laughs> that's a fact. No, that's a fact. Very accurately put. Um, nobody I would have rather had on this particular episode because in a lot of ways, um, our history, man, you kind of reel me in when I'm about to go off the rails. So, um, you know, we, we've had history where you've had to reel me in. I, I don't know if you're even going to disagree with me on this one because I'm so mad. Listen, to get everybody up to speed, the reason why we're doing almost kind of like this impromptu episode of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, I hadn't planned on dropping anything until Memorial Day weekend. We're getting close, but I, I, I dropped one early. This is for all y'all for, for us to do a little bit early because we all heard the news a couple days back, actually Monday, Monday Night Raw this past week, where uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi left the building due to creative differences with Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, what have you. Um, obviously, the value of you being here, Conrad, is because you can bring some insight and some more facts, some more Brax tax facts, uh, where I go off the emotional roller coaster I'm about to go off on. But the bottom line is I think I have it pretty down pat with the fact that Naomi and Sasha left the building. Uh, Sasha and kind of Naomi leaving behind her uh, because of some creative differences. Can you give us some background before I go off on my tangent uh so to my understanding the way the story works is raw's getting ready to go on the air they got their plans in place there is supposed to be a six-pack uh women number one contendership match for the raw women's championship mm -hmm. that is not what happened though <laughs> it was quickly changed to becky lynch versus oscar and the rumor was right before raw went on the air Sasha Banks and Naomi went into John Laurinaitis' office and laid down the tag team titles and said, these titles aren't respected, we aren't respected, deuces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and threw up the two mm -hmm. fingers like mm -hmm. a player, mm -hmm. and they went out, and that was the end of it. And I heard Vince McMahon was very upset. There was obviously some edicts to uh, put on to commentary to mm -hmm. say certain things. Mm -hmm. Corey Graves caught heat. It ain't Corey's fault. He's he's got the headset on like we do, and he's being told, he's being fed what's said by right. the man who who's got all the bread and the well, the CEO Vince McMahon. 
and Corey was doing his job. Uh, at the same time, though, at 10.30, after all the news is getting people riled up, they're trending on Twitter at this point. WWE says, let's get ahead and put out a statement. Now, the statement I thought read very weird, Sean. Like, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on oh, the statement. Please. Because I saw the terms belt within mm. the statement. I saw the terms rehearse, scripted. It was, it was all types of uh, shenanigans when it came down to this. I, I just don't know who or what to believe when it comes to WWE putting out a statement. Did you put it out because you felt like you needed to? Mm. Did you put it out because you thought it was wrong? I'll read it here. Uh, I got it from Sean Rossap, so give credit to Fightful for this. Absolutely. But it says, and I quote, when Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Mm. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, his office with their uh, suitcases in hand and placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as champion as tag team champions, excuse me. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed that they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents. Even though they had those, uh, they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live television show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. There's some things in there, bro. I think the the la- the second to last paragraph about the uh, whose characters are expected to perform that was the rest of y'all don't get out of line. That right. was to keep everyone else in check. Mm-hmm. And the last line. You were sad that you couldn't deliver tonight's main event. Like you couldn't deliver the the unification match. Sean, I'm putting it back on you, bro. All right. So I I, want to thank you once again for being here, but more specifically for giving us historical significance and the the factual about what happened uh, according to what we obviously it's all third party, but pretty reliable source. Um, This is uh, your source is exactly where I got my information from as well. I'm sick to my damn stomach. I'm sick to my damn stomach, and I'm going to tell you why. I am 99.9% believing everything that Sasha Banks, if this is the way it went down, and I I believe it to be very believable, I don't know what the hell WWE is thinking right now, creative, Vince, Bruce, whoever's in charge over there, but they have dropped the ball on numerous things over the past 10 years, and when it comes to Sasha Banks, they continue to drop the ball over and over again. And it's almost like they're trying to set the women's division back, way back, to before this uh, women's evolution ever took place. Ronda Rousey being the women's champion is bogus. Charlotte Flair has been forced down our throat. It's sickening. Over and over again, we're getting the same hot garbage. And it makes me sick. We literally have to have Kofi Mania to win at WrestleMania 35. We literally have to pound the pavement and pound the the figurative uh, 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 pavement on Twitter and on social media to get Bianca Belair to win the match at WrestleMania this past year because of the 26-second fiasco that took place at SummerSlam last summer. 
And now you come full circle. You got Sasha Banks, who, in my opinion, in this day and age, Conrad, and I'm not yelling at you. You know I'm fired up, though. I'm, I'm, and I'm dead serious, bro. And you know this. You've known me for a long time. In this day and age of women's professional wrestling, to say that a WWE woman's wrestler is one of the best in the world, that's a stretch. But Sasha Banks is one of the best women wrestlers in the world. And I'm talking about across all professional wrestling organizations. NWA, Impact, excuse me, AEW, whatever organization you want to talk about. Sasha Banks is top tier. And she is continually being overlooked. You have Naomi, who is an athletic marvel and a storyline that is ready-made. It's right there for you about her joining the bloodline. And for some reason, it still hasn't happened. It's a ready-made storyline. All you have to do is do it. It's like waking up and brushing your teeth. But you'd rather walk out the door with your breath stinking instead of brushing your teeth. That's how simple it is. It's right there for you. And you want to sit up here, allegedly, and have Sasha Banks and Naomi carry around the Women's Tag Team Championship, which all of us are a little bit suspect about anyway. All due respect. It's always been a second-tier title. Nothing against the women. I have much respect for the women. But the women's tag team belts have always been kind of a second-tier belt. But Sasha and, and, and Naomi have elevated those titles. It was good to see them win. By the way, the first victory in Sasha Banks' WrestleMania career. How much of a crime is that? Okay? Then you sit up here and have Naomi, like I said, an athletic marvel, former women's champion, hasn't been in the championship picture forever. Oh, th now what's going to happen? Naomi's going to win this six-pack challenge just to go to hell in a cell and lose to Bianca. I love Bianca. Naomi and Bianca shouldn't even be in the same ring. It makes no sense storyline-wise. Then you're going to have Sasha go to hell in a cell and face Ronda Rousey to put, her, to put her over. Didn't that happen a couple years back at Royal Rumble? Hasn't that already happened? How many times? The fact of the matter is... Ronda Rousey isn't over because Ronda Rousey couldn't cut a damn promo to save her freaking life. She's an athletic marvel. I'm going to use the word marvel again. She's a UFC champion. She's a Hall of Famer in UFC and probably will go down as a Hall of Famer in WWE. That's very, you know, that's touch and go. We have to see what she does moving forward. But you know what? Either put Paul Heyman in her corner and put Paul Heyman with a mic in his hand to talk for Ronda Rousey or it's not going to work. People were excited to see Ronda Rousey come back at the Royal Rumble this year because it was new. We all get excited for re-debuts and returns every single time. But when the, brats, when the, when the rubber meets the road, it has to be a situation where you can be sustainable and entertaining week in and week out. That promo that she did last week was horrible. And you're telling me Sasha Banks, one of the most charismatic, one of the most athletically gifted, one of the most over professional wrestlers in WWE in a time where there's only a handful of wrestlers, male or female, in WWE that are over. And you're going to have her job to Ronda Rousey when you can have Naomi and Sasha Banks actually make the women's tag team championship mean something. But you're going to have them walking around with a belt over their shoulder 
fighting for individual titles that nobody in the world thinks they're going to win because there's no way in the world you're going to have Sasha Banks go to hell in a cell and beat Ronda Rousey, even though I would have loved to see I would have loved to see Sasha Banks beat Ronda Rousey the first time. But that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen when you got Naomi. Like I said, I'm saying it for the fourth time. An athletic marvel with nothing but potential. Join the bloodline. Oh, why would they? What well, you know? What it makes too much sense. Well, this time it actually makes sense. Go. This is a ready-made thing. This, like I said, it's as easy as getting up and brushing your teeth in the morning. Have her join the bloodline. It's right there for you. WWE is botching every single thing. They have actually hindered. Bianca Belair's career. Bianca Belair should be more over than what she is right now. But because of how WWE has booked her, having her in the ring with insignificant, ridiculous opponents like Sonya Deville, who is a very athletically gifted wrestler, but the storyline made absolutely no sense. It was completely pointless. You had Sonya Deville in a storyline with Naomi at the Royal Rumble. What the hell happened to that? Where was the payoff? Where was the payoff? I don't remember there being a payoff. So it's, no, it, 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 just it just continues to be this vicious, disgusting cycle of useless, nonsensical storylines that I said, once again, is setting back the women's division. A women's division with superstars that have potential to be the best in the world, but they continue to be misused and mishandled. I don't blame Sasha Banks for walking out. Now, I'll say this. Naomi, maybe Naomi is being loyal to her friend. I don't know how close they are behind the scenes. I hear that they're close. But at the end of the day, she chose to walk out behind Sasha Banks. That's kind of was how, I, how I read the situation. That's hit or miss. I don't know if you follow behind somebody when you have a, 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 you know, a family to feed. But that's her prerogative. I respect it. But I don't blame Sasha Banks for walking out. She's been misused and underutilized for years. She made Bianca Belair last WrestleMania. That was a match for the ages. And you want her to job to Ronda Rousey again because you realize that Ronda Rousey can't do it on her own? You have, you have Charlotte Flair front row and center every single Monday beating up Drew Gulak. Why? What's the point? What's the point besides basically humiliating Drew Gulak? Drew Gulak is getting beat up by a woman every single week. What is the point? It makes no damn sense, Conrad. I'm going to take a break. You jump in. I'm freaking pissed because it makes me sick to see Superstar talents being underutilized and, quite frankly, underappreciated. You have said nothing wrong. I, I am pretty much going to agree with what you have said. And I know some of the, the popular uh, podcasters out there have kind of put this spin on, it's Sasha, it's Sasha, it's Sasha. And it seems like uh, people are trying to drag Sasha's name through the mud. That's the narrative they're trying to push. Because, Sean, let's go back to uh, WrestleMania. Let's, let's, we could talk about a bunch of stuff. Sure. How Sasha's been mishandled. I personally think the greatest women's match I've ever seen of all time is still Sasha Banks versus Bayley at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. 
that, in my opinion, is the best thing that they've ever done. Now, looking at it from the standpoint of where where does Sasha Banks go from here? She go she went onto the main roster. They did all those fat team bad. I didn't understand what they were doing with that. I didn't understand where they were going with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a horrible utilization of the four horsewomen at the time. It kind of put them in the mix, but it didn't give them the mix right. when they were ready to take it. It was evident something was happening there, and they didn't jump on it right away. Whatever. I thought by WrestleMania 32, we figured it out. They went with Charlotte. Can mm-hmm. I be mad at that? I guess not. Whatever. Whatever, right. right. So we move forward. We get to the, the stage of Sasha always has been bumped by Ronda Rousey every single time in every single moment. What do I mean by that? Ronda Rousey came in for WrestleMania back in the day, and Sasha Banks now had to take the back seat. Sasha Banks had to go into, let's go to WrestleMania 35. Let's go. Ronda's getting the main event. She's got a main event with Becky, and I don't know how Charlotte got in there. Some way, somehow, oh, we please. heard the Charlotte. Oh, please. I thought that was hot giggity garbage that she got inserted in there. Now, we go Absolutely all the way ridiculous. Bro. Absolutely ridiculous. Fast forward, though. Ronda's in that main event, right? What was Sasha doing at that WrestleMania? Do you remember? Sasha at WrestleMania 35? She was in a tag title match with Bailey and lost. Now... They were in the tag. They were the inaugural tag champs, and mm-hmm. they—that's when I had belief in the belts. For the, this is probably where it went away too. Mm-hmm. I had belief in the belts. Now they lost the titles at that mania to the iconic. Why? And there was and there was that rumor back then. She pitched a fit, but apparently it wasn't bad enough to where she got let go. It was whatever. Right. I don't. I don't get it. And. People reported that she pitched a fit. Was it true? We never found out because Sasha never spoke about it. She stayed company person and said, you know what? I'm going to keep it moving. And at the time, there were rumors already brewing. There's something coming. Mm -hmm. It's all elite wrestling. Mm -hmm. Some people thought maybe this is a sign Sasha's leaving. She didn't. She stayed loyalty. Keep that in mind because I know everybody brings up the disloyalty, but nobody's bringing up Sasha stayed with you when she could have left you. There you she could have just said, I'm right now, I'm out, deuces, throwing up the fingers. There you go. But she but she stayed with her friend. Her and Bailey remained together. They did what they had to do. Cool. Now, moving back to Naomi. Now, I've been the first person to criticize some of Naomi's in-ring skill, but I will say this. Naomi has worked very hard from the days of being a Funkadactyl to just being a side piece act with uh Brodus Clay. Yes sir. And him doing all the dancing and they put two people who could really dance around him. Yes sir. That was the gimmick. I get it. Whatever. And Naomi has worked hard. She she's married to one of the Usos. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. And when people say that she doesn't have stroke, listen. She does have stroke because in this situation, she's going to tell her husband Listen, I got problems with this, this, and this, and I agree with Sasha. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't care if she's following whatever. He's going to say, oh, really? So that's your top tag team. This is your uh, Young Bucks for AEW fans. Facts. This is your top tag team in the company. They are holding these SmackDown tag titles. That unification match that we spoke about that never happened. They're going to be in that. Right. And you don't think he's not going to go talk to the head of the table? This dude is really the head of the table in WWE. They worked themselves into a shoot. 
If Roman Reigns is injured, if Roman Reigns can't perform, the WWE is in big, big trouble. Especially Over. that SmackDown brand. Over. They are done. Now, moving moving on from that, they have to think that her husband's going to go to Roman. And Roman's going to say, yo, you better fix this or I'm out. Right. And, well, well, hold on now. Hold on. And if Roman's out, that leads to another bigger piece of the pie that could be out. What do they want to do at WrestleMania next year? The Rock. You want The Rock to come into Hollywood. You think The Rock's going to come in if you disrespect his family? Absolutely not. Oh, no. You'll have a bunch of them up there. That family is one of the biggest, most important families to that company, to professional wrestling. You do not disrespect that family. So I think that we have to stay focused on the truth and what has happened with this. And you brought up a very good point before about Ronda Rousey, and I loved it. Ronda Rousey in the second run, it ain't working, Chief. It's not. You've disrespected the fans, and it's not working. People aren't going for it. Sasha put you over once already. Sasha took the back seat so that you could come in again and steal her spotlight. And, and I say her spotlight, to steal the women's division spotlight. No, no. And yeah, both, it. both, because in my mind, she was a favorite to win the whole win the Royal Rumble this year. And, bro, they were positioning it before they knew they had Ronda, I bet, that if it's not Ronda, it'll be Charlotte and Sasha at WrestleMania. They were positioning it that way. They didn't do that. They ended up saying, you and Naomi will be a team. Random, okay. A lot of this creative just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. You brought up you brought up what they did to um uh what's her name? Sonya Deville. Bro, Sonya Deville's been in a racist like kind of storyline. I don't know if anyone's ever peeped who she's been talking Hello? to. Hello, someone named Karen. Hello, uh Bianca Belair, and all this stuff is not only damaging the those two ladies that we've been speaking about for this podcast, but you're damaging everybody else. Bianca Belair is affected by this. That 26-second loss hurt Bianca's popularity. I don't know what was the purpose of doing it. Becky, people wanted Becky Lynch to be a babyface, no matter what at the by, end of the day. By any means necessary. And she did not have to come back to that. She could have saved the day against her. She, you could have had her getting jumped by Zelina and Carmella before the match saying, oh, we're about to take advantage of this. And they just start beating her down and like, you want to do the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both go in the jumper before. Don't ring the bell yet. They go in to beat mm -hmm. her down. Becky's music could have hit. You would have got the same pop, the same effect. But instead, they had to do let's turn her heel. I don't know why that was necessary. You're also affecting. So I think you made Sonya Deville look bad. Mm -hmm. You put Becky Lynch in this weird situation. Now Bianca cannot be near Becky Lynch. At the all. The moment you put Becky back near her, people are going to say, I want Becky champion. 100%. And now you've done the same thing with Asuka. Asuka ended up winning that match on Raw for anybody who's wondering right. uh, against Becky. And now Asuka's going to be cheered against her. You've done a disservice. And are you going to push Asuka? I don't have any hope in that anymore. Absolutely not. They, they, you let Charlotte Flair beat her too? It, they've just done a lot of stupidity. And Sean, I'm going to kick it back to you after this point. Please, take your time. Let's go, because I'm, I'm still freaking I, fuming over this, bro. I, 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 got, I saw a tweet, and I really liked what it said, and I want to get your opinion on mm -hmm. this. This was just from a fan tweet, and I'm going to kind of uh, re-switch it up a little bit, what he had said, because mm -hmm. I don't have it in front of me. But the tweet read something like, when Brock Lesnar threw the title at Vince McMahon, there was no statement. When Nia Jax 
you Charlotte Flair's face as a punching bag on television, and we all saw that. There was no state. When, um, there, there, oh, what was the last example? Oh, when Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch decided to show out on TV, they knew that something wrong was happening, and Charlotte had to be escorted from the building. Remember that report? Of course. Escorted from the building. There was no statement on that. It's just funny how convenient all of a sudden there's a statement. Could I play devil's advocate and say you're supposed to listen to your boss? And I've been in positions of management. Mm-hmm. Should you listen to your boss? I guess. Sure. It depends on the situation and circumstance. I, I've always been compassionate and tried to understand the other person's point of view. Exactly. And see you come to a compromise. Exactly. Now, with this, was this match so important that you needed to have it? Did you really have to have Sasha and Naomi, the tag team champions, put them over? Instead, why don't you sit with them and say, how can we make this tag division better? I don't hear any of that type of stuff, Sean. That, I'm leaving it back to you. That was my two cents on it. And, and, and you know something, just to continue this thing going, the, the fact of the matter is the tag team division is waning, is going down, because they haven't utilized the tag team championship effectively. You have teams that would make sense. And you know what? If you want to make the tag team division of the women's, the, the women's tag team division mean something, you know what? Put Becky Lynch in a tag team. Have some of the bigger name female wrestlers in the company join forces and challenge Naomi and challenge Sasha and put them in a high profile match where the damn titles mean something. Stop having them face Zelina and 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 uh, Carmella or Natalia and Sh- uh, Shayna Baszler every week. Put together, have Charlotte and and uh, and Becky reform the Four Horsewomen and have them go up against Sasha and um. And Naomi, have a high-profile match. Make the titles mean something. But no, you want to separate the tag champion that you allegedly you care about these belts. You want the women to be on an equal playing field, right? So you, But we're, we're going to separate the tag champion, put them in a six-pack challenge just so they can both lose at the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, that's going to really make them being world tag team champions of the women's division elevate by losing both matches. And I actually thought that one of the, the, these talented women would walk into Hell in a Cell and win. I probably wouldn't be this pissed. But this was all just to set up for them both to lose. For them both to lose. And it's a lose, lose, lose because if Bianca Belair loses, I'm pissed about that too. At the same time, as a wrestling fan and as somebody I like to consider to be an ed- educated wrestling fan, it sucks what they've done to her, but Bianca Belair has lost steam, like you just said. Losing the title wouldn't even make me as mad anymore because for business purposes, she probably needs to lose the title. It sucks because they've ruined her. Just like they've ruined Sasha, just like they've ruined Naomi, just like they've ruined the, the New Day, okay? I mean, it, 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 the list goes on and on and on. Uh, uh, what's his name? The new guy who 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 fights with Sheamus and and uh Pete Dunn. Uh, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland breaks Biggie's neck and somehow gets rewarded with a win at WrestleMania. I'll say this: accidents happen. I was more. I'm not. Hold on, hold on. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he should be fired, punished, demoted. I'm not saying that. 
But you know something? You broke somebody's neck. New Day should have won that match. And by the way, is it just my imagination? Or is like New Day getting their ass kicked every single week? Yeah, it seems like they're... I feel like they're doing a transitional period. Kind of like the... It reminds me of the new generation. Because we're seeing Mad Cat Moss get pushed and, and all those guys now. And I feel like they're trying to dawn that new era. And sometimes it ain't working. They're trying to force it. I mean, look at NXT when you watch it. We'll stick with the women's division. Cora Jade, they're really forcing Cora Jade a little bit. Like, yeah, she's the next big thing. And Roxy now and all those people are coming in. And they really want them to uh, to to mean something. But we don't see it yet. And I've Absolutely lost my not. love for NXT. I cannot watch NXT anymore. They have and ruined I... NXT. NXT no. was a viable third brand. NXT had the Undisputed Era and Gargano and Finn Balor. When Finn Balor, and I'm going to stay on course here. I'm messing up my own show, but it's all good. <laughs> when Finn Balor turned on Johnny Gargano, that moment, NXT was just as entertaining, if not more, than SmackDown or Raw. Two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later, this NXT 2.0 crap, I don't even watch. It makes me sick, but I'll let you continue. I just wanted to bring up two points that I'm veering off to the side too with NXT, but mm -hmm. I think this plays back into the Sasha Naomi. It does. Stay, stay with me with these two points. Point one, Triple H. We talk about NXT. Triple H has been sabotaged, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. They definitely pulled some corporate Raider stuff. Think about this. Think of all the people who were released from NXT. They were all Triple H allies. Absolutely. Except for one. And that's Triple H's biggest ally. So that way they could say, no, we didn't do that. And they know better than mess with this big ally. He probably he probably knows where the skeletons are in the closet. And, and that 100%. Company. I know exactly who you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And he won't lay down for anybody. Yeah, I mean, you're not uh, going to, you're not going to, you're not going to throw Shawn Michaels out with the bathwater because then you'll expose yourself for what you are, saboteur. And and you anytime you need a legend, a Hall of Famer, yeah, good point. if he's not there, good point. you're not getting Brett. You don't you barely got Taker anymore. How long you how many times do you think he's gonna trot out there and expose himself so that nobody wants to see him? These guys are thinking about money. They're old school, they're smart and they know. Mm -hmm. Now they're they're going through all of this and Road Dog's gone. He lost all of his his people down there that were people that he loved. Keith Lee, he recruited Keith Lee. He he set him up. He was trying to get over. Um, I'm trying to think of what his name was now down at NXT. Swerve. Yeah. He was trying to get Swerve's group. They were trying to work with. Some people weren't ready. They were getting called up, and they were like, "Let's see what you got." Dakota Kai. She got called up. One one or two matches. I don't see it. Cut. If you didn't, get, if you get called up and you don't get called up to the main roster after, you're done. You're done, though. And, 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 it, and it just continues to be this ridiculous and disgusting cycle that WWE seems to have of, of having NXT stars, the old NXT stars, be tremendous successes and then come to the to main roster and stink it up and then get released. Dakota Kai, there's no way in the world Dakota Kai, and, and another thing, and another thing, I don't know why Raquel Gonzalez Rodriguez, whatever you want to call her, is sitting up here smiling so much. I don't know why she's sitting up here kissing babies and shaking hands. That's not the Raquel Gonzalez that I know. And that's the, not the Raquel Gonzalez that I like. 
Raquel Gonzalez out here smiling ear to ear, kissing babies, talking about that she loves the. I if I see one more ridiculous, unnecessary walk to the ring. I'm forgetting her name. Uh, every every week she's coming out after doing about a month's worth of vignettes. Lacey Evans. If I see her come to down the aisle one more time, talking about USA and saluting everybody for pointless purposes, and I'm an American, and it's not about America, it's not about, this is about professional wrestling. It's corny! 